Hello, everybody. This is Father Tom Provenzano welcoming you to another episode of the Acts Podcast. And today we're going to be taking a look at uh, God's mercy and human justice. And uh, by doing that, we're going to be, or to do that, we're going to be taking a look at the readings for this Sunday's Mass. And uh, before we begin, as always, we shall pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who founded all the commandments of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbor, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Mary, help of Christians, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And before we get to the kind of main uh, topic for the day, which is the uh, kind of an examination of the uh, readings for the Sunday's Mass, just a little housekeeping, uh, you can hear the Acts uh, podcast on Anchor Podcast, on uh, Apple uh, podcasts on Google podcasts on Spotify among others uh, and then in a little while although it usually shows up there first and then maybe about an hour or so later it'll end up on uh, YouTube and so I just ask uh, and invite especially the YouTube people to like subscribe and ding the bell so you'll be notified when uh, new content goes up, and just, uh, I encourage everybody to leave, uh, comments, uh, even if they're, even, even if they're criticizing the host, that's fine, uh, questions or topics that you might want to see, um, handled in the future, or, uh, just even a question about something I said, you know, I, I do these kind of off the cuff. I have very basic notes with me, but I'm pretty much speaking off the cuff. And it's very common that I, I could misspeak. I could make a, uh, a verbal faux pas. And uh, you might want a clarification. Was it just, you know, you uh, misspeaking, a malapropism, or uh, did you really mean what you said when you said this? Uh, yeah, though, those all those things are, are welcome, too. Um so yeah, so let's kind of get uh, to it. Um, uh, tomorrow, uh, hopefully this is going to go up uh, sometime uh, Saturday evening. So the 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 Sunday Mass uh, for this week features uh, as all the or the majority of the masses from uh, this year a gospel reading from the. Uh, gospel according to Matthew. So it's the 25th Sunday in ordinary time. Uh, this year we listen to Matthew's gospel, the majority of the the Sundays. And uh, the first reading comes from the book of Isaiah. And then we have a, a middle reading, a second reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians. We're not going to be looking too much at Paul's letter uh, this week, uh, sticking mainly with, with the gospel reading, but, uh, I will be making reference to that first reading from, uh, Isaiah 55. And, uh, just to start right off, let's listen to this gospel reading. This is the New American translation. I know that, uh, 
in terms of kind of my uh, you know private prayer or private devotion. I, I like the Revised Standard uh, from 1966. Uh, uh, but uh, for the sake of uh, all of you out there who are going to be uh, attending Mass, hopefully, <laughs> uh, tomorrow, or if you can't for some reason attend Mass uh, because of the situation that we're in, uh, you'll be able to uh, tune in on television. You're going to be hearing the New American Translation, so just for the sake of that, uh, we'll, we will read from the, the New American Translation. And so, this, is, uh, this week it's from Matthew 20, uh, verses 1 to 16. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off, and he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the landowner of the vineyard said to the foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah, we have this um, Gospel reading, which is a little unusual. Uh, it's one of these parables where you, you, you if you're kind of sitting there, kind of scratching your head a little, saying, hey, Jesus, what do you mean by that? Well, you're not alone. A lot of people <laughs> kind of, I'm sure the people, when they heard this uh, particular parable, were kind of sitting there scratching their head. But let me let me try to place uh, a little bit, if I can, the context for this reading. So, as I said before, this is the 20th chapter of uh, Matthew. Uh, from about the middle of the 16th chapter, and through to chapter 21, uh, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way to uh, complete the mission that the Father had given him. And, you know, it, what you get in these chapters, in these, you know, roughly three and a half chapters, 
it's sort of a mixed bag because uh, you know in the, the the gospels, the 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 canonical gospels in general, are really not organized like a uh, a biography in the way that we normally think of a biography. Uh, you know the the passion narratives, the the accounts of our Lord's passion, uh, death, and resurrection, uh, definitely uh, mirror more what we would think of as like a regular historical text. It's taking one event after another. Uh, but oftentimes, what you find with the with the canonical gospels is that the stuff that's in between, let's say in in Matthew and Luke's case, where they do offer us a uh, a narrative of Jesus's birth. Uh, uh, you know, between the the infancy narratives, as they're called, and the passion narratives, uh, you know, events don't necessarily happen in the order that uh, they occurred chronologically in in Jesus's life, and and quite often the the authors are almost kind of working as as editors in a way of organizing information almost them- thematically. Uh, but in this little section of of Matthew. Uh, you see kind of things jumbled together. So you see accounts of Jesus curing and Jesus preaching and Jesus instructing and also Jesus uh, involving himself in controversies with the uh, scribes and and Pharisees. So rather than, again, in other parts of of the canonical Gospels, the the evangelists tend to lump these things together into kind of sections. Uh, Here we see it all kind of uh, mixed together. And, And here... Again, as he is uh, approaching uh, Jerusalem, uh, uh, he begins to reflect more on the, the kingdom of God and what, what exactly the kingdom of God is all about. Um, and in this case, he talks specifically of the kingdom of heaven. So we're, we're talking about a, a, a future reality. We're not talking about the reality necessarily here on earth, and that's going to get to the point of one of the points I, I want to make. Now, when we look at the reading, we can look at it in, in a few ways. Okay, that, that Jesus, in making this comparison between workers who come to the vineyard early and who have worked all day, as compared to those who come later uh, to work for the vineyard owner, uh, you could compare this to the, the Jewish people who accepted uh, God first, the, the one true God first, and uh, uh, with the Gentile nations who prophets like uh, you know Isaiah uh, prophesied would accept God eventually through the Jewish people. And uh, you know, and the Jewish people, again, in terms of their uh, as compared to the, the Christian people who are kind of drawn from among, the nations, and what what Jesus is saying here is that that you know it doesn't matter if you followed the Lord the whole time or whether you're you're, you're new upon the scene, whether you were a part of the old covenant or now are a part of the the new, uh, you know that for all who come into the vineyard or for all who accept Christ, uh, they 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 shouldn't expect uh, more of a reward or or less of a reward based on the amount of time that they have accepted uh, Christ. And it's the same way if we look in terms of just strictly the, 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 the Christian uh, community, uh, you know that there are those who are born Christian, there are those who are baptized 
Catholic. They've lived their whole life as Catholic. They've been faithful to the gospel. And then there are those that maybe are baptized but fall away and then have a conversion experience later in life. Or those who maybe uh, had never been baptized at all, kind of grew up with, with uh, in a different religion or with no religion, who again later on in life accept the gospel. Uh, it should not be thought that, that a cradle Catholic has uh, an advantage in the kingdom of heaven over uh, someone who has arrived at the faith later in life. And, uh, you know, we, we also can... Uh, look at it as just a, a parable advising us against envy. Uh, and even looking at it as a, as a parable that, that advises us against kind of looking at the other person and comparing him or her to us and saying, well, I did this and I did that and I you know, have this gift and I have that gift and why is this person <laughs> uh, you know, moving ahead, ahead of me? Or you know, why is this person thought of as, as greater than me? Um, we're being called really to avoid uh, jealousy and envy and understand that God's justice is not human justice. And as I said, Jesus is very specific. This parable is about the kingdom of heaven. This is not uh, what St. Augustine would call about the city of man. Okay? Not trying to use sexist language. That's complete to Saint Augustine. He's not talking, and by man, obviously, I mean the humanity. I don't mean the uh, you know men as a sex, but humanity as you know in, in its in its totality. On a human level, justice needs to be protected. On a human level, obviously, uh, if a vineyard owner or any business person, any business owner, were to treat employees this way, uh, he would either find himself in union problems. I think, you know, if, if, if it was a unionized <laughs> shop, he would certainly get into uh, some hot water with the union. But even if it wasn't a union shop, uh, he would find it very hard to find workers. Or at least he would find it hard to find workers who would want to come uh, early in the morning and put in a full day if they knew that they were only going to get paid uh, or they were going to get paid the same as someone who came and worked only one hour or, or two hours. And so, yeah, we're, but we're not talking about human justice. We're talking about God's generosity and God's mercy. Uh, sometimes we can be jealous of those who have returned to the faith. And sometimes we can look on someone who is a sinner and almost pray for their damnation rather than pray for their conversion. Now, I, again, I don't know that anybody out there is like literally... Oh yes, Lord, please smite this person. Maybe, maybe you are. I don't know, but when, you know, when we look at the first reading from uh, the the book of I Isaiah, uh, he is talking. The prophet is writing specifically about God calling sinners back, and that the fact that 
God does forgive those who return to him in sincerity of heart, with a desire to repent, with a desire to even do reparation for the sins that they've uh, committed, uh, that we should not be angry about that, that we should actually, we should be joyful. Because uh, this is a demonstration of God's love and mercy. And that we should not use human standards of justice in order to judge God's actions. Now, you know, I feel in a way as if we're caught in a catch-22. I think I might have used that expression in the last podcast. A kind of you're darned if you do and darned if you don't situation. Uh, what do I mean by that? The Pope Francis, back in 2015, uh, proclaimed the year of, of mercy. And really, mercy has been a, a great theme of his pontificate. And there are those who feel like, well, maybe uh, the church is overemphasizing uh, God's mercy, that we're forgetting his justice, and that we're, we're, we're almost, as I've heard some critics say, we're almost trying to be more merciful than God himself, and we're forgetting uh, the divine law and divine justice, and that people still need to repent and to reform. You know, maybe, maybe, but uh, what I see going on right now, at least in the wider society, is not mercy. I see a pursuit of justice that is so zealous and so exacting that it it, 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 it itself has become an injustice. That there's this idea that we, we can be so zealous in the pursuit of justice that we actually become unjust in what it is that we're doing. Think of Les Miserables, the person who, you know, the story of the man who uh, stole a loaf of bread and the, you know, defeat his family and the uh, police officer who uh, goes to these great extremes in order to to find him and to put him in jail and to try to capture him after he escapes from jail, even though he's a man who has reformed himself and, and is, is now living on the right path. And that, that pursuit of justice is so uh, intense and, and ingrained that the person actually destroys himself. That person actually destroys himself in that pursuit of, of justice. We are living in a time when we are, are placing such a high premium and importance on justice and equity that we, I think we have fooled ourselves into believing that human beings unaided by God are perfectible and that we actually have the ability to create the just society as it has never been lived before in this, in this world. And that is just a lie. It's a deception. Yes, we, we fight for justice. Yes, we fight for equality. We should 
we should work to stamp out all forms of racism and oppression. But we're never going to be more just than God. And we're never going to be perfectly just like God. And if we propose a justice that is totally lacking in mercy and that is totally lacking in a sense of redemption, then we will not achieve any justice at all. It will just be the person with the biggest stick, the person with the most powerful gun, the person with the loudest voice who triumphs. And we will not have justice, let alone mercy. And so I think what, what the Lord here is trying to tell us is not how to run a business <laughs> and not how to even run a court of law. Justice in this world is meant to assure that there is at least some basic equity. Uh, but justice in this world is never going to be perfect. And we are never going to be more perfect than the Lord. And if we're really honest with ourselves, even for those who scream about justice most loudly, in the end, when I face the Lord, I want mercy. You know, there's a story of a, of a general who was known to be very exacting and even maybe a little harsh on his men when it came to, you know, following the rules and regulations and, and you know, matters of military discipline. And one day there was a, uh, a private who I'm not sure what exactly he had done but he had done something to transgress the rules of, of military discipline. And he was put on report, and he was actually summoned in front of the general himself. This was during the, the Civil War. And in those days, the generals and the privates actually were a little closer to each other in, in proximity, and proximity to the bullets. <laughs> uh, you know, generals generally weren't standing far off. They were right, uh, oftentimes they were right there with, with their men. And anyway, the, the, the young uh, private was brought in, and he was visibly shaken and visibly nervous because he, he knew that this, this general was tough. Uh, you know, he wouldn't uh, hesitate even to uh, hang a, a soldier that he thought, uh, you know, had uh, grievously, uh, you know, broken uh, the rules of military conduct and you know in an attempt to reassure the private the general you know basically said, calm down son calm down you know you're, everybody everybody's treated fairly here you'll you know you'll get what you deserve and the soldier said yeah i know that's what i'm afraid of you know when i'm standing in front of the lord at my at, at my final judgment uh you know i know i'll get what i deserve and that, in a way, is what makes me a little nervous and what makes my knees knock a little bit. Okay, uh, I am not downplaying God's justice at all. Uh, 
but uh, we should not forget his mercy. And we, we should not, on the one hand, I agree, we should not try to be more merciful than God. That can kind of lead to laxity. And uh, to just a, a general spiritual laziness. But at the same time, we, we shouldn't attempt to be more just than God. Because that just leads to tyranny and to oppression and to an injustice uh, even worse than the one we're trying to stamp out. And so I will end that there. And I thank you very much for listening. So basically moving ahead, what I'm going to try to do is on the weekend uh, offer a reflection like this somehow on the readings or talk a little bit about the liturgy of the week and maybe some of the liturgical uh, celebrations that are coming up during the, during the week ahead. And then uh, maybe during the week try to drop something that uh, talks about uh, current events, something in the culture, maybe a, remo- a movie review or two if I can catch a movie, uh, maybe a book review, uh, uh, but something, you know, uh, obviously pertaining to the faith, but also pertaining to uh, culture and society and uh, to things going on right now. Okay? Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm praying for all of you. Please pray for me and know that Christ loves you very much.